It is Wednesday, August 9th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. I want to thank all the good people who are listening out in the AMP land. Quick reminder, download it on your iPhone. You can join us every day. Be a part of the discussion because we do our show. We cover our five topics, and then we answer your questions. Or if you have a comment about something ridiculous that we may have said, be a part of our John Boy Media family. It is awesome. If you've never done it before, it's the audio side of Amazon. You can host your own shows. You know, you could join. It's great. It is a great opportunity. So do this every Monday through Friday. Uh, with that, Ploofy, I love it that you got to play your entire career against Miguel Cabrera, who last night broke a tie for 20th all-time in the hits department with the legendary Tony Gwynn. And then later in the game in the win over your Minnesota Twins, tied the Hall of Famer Robin Yount for 19th most knocks in baseball history. That is awesome. You got to play against that dude. Uh, he, I tell people this all the time. He's one of the only guys that I know that visiting players would go outside early just to watch him take BP. And that was like not a one-time thing. It was like every time you could, you went out to the cage early and watched him swing the bat. And he was really cool because he would come and talk to you. And, and he was not shy about giving hitting advice and, and talking hitting. He just one of the all-time great hitters that's ever played the game. And you're right, I got to see it up close and personal. Sometimes it really hurt playing against him, man, because he made you pay if you made a mistake. But I, I, I love Mickey Cabs, and it's a treat. So a tip of the cap to him. Also a tip of the cap to the fans in Baltimore who last night serenaded the crowd with this. Yes, that is chance of free Kevin Brown, the play-by-play -play voice of the Orioles, who has been suspended the last several weeks for the most benign pregame comments in history because they were facts. It feels like the entire sports world has had an opinion about this. We went over it yesterday. He's expected to return to action, I believe, on Friday night, which is good for him. Um, it was just cool. I, I love it. We've seen several chants, whether that's been in Oakland this year, we saw it down in Los Angeles. We saw it in San Francisco when we're talking about sell the team. And now here in Baltimore, I don't know if it ever will make a difference. I don't know if it will ever get in the heads of billionaires, but I love it that the fans are taking a stance. Well, this is such a clear cut, you know, um, wrong move by the Orioles brass that it was pretty easy to rally around this cause. So uh, I saw my guy Buster Olney, my friend who I want to fight. Um, he put out exactly what I said yesterday on our show. He probably listens because he loves me. Uh, he said, Kevin Brown has all the leverage. He should be talking extensions. He should be talking clauses in the contract, all that stuff. That's what I was talking about yesterday. I, I believe that to be true. All right. You ready, Charmin Soft, to go do the rest of the show? I should fight him. I really should. <laughs> For charity. <laughs> Uh, the rest of the night in Baltimore did not end up so great. They had the lead the entire game against the Houston Astros. They had the best closer in baseball on the mound in Felix Bautista, who got into a bases-loaded jam. And then Kyle Tucker did this. Tucker sends one to right field. Back goes Santan there. All the way back and gone. He did it. He did it. A grand slam in the ninth. What an event by Kyle Tucker. King Tuck is now invading by sea. 
one of the bats of the year in the major leagues. Yeah, nine pitch at bat against a guy who does not give up home runs and does not blow save opportunities very often. So for Tucker, it's his second straight 2020 season. Uh, he really is one of the most dynamic, underappreciated players in baseball. He's only a couple years from free agency after this season ends. Do you think that the Astros will extend him? Because they have a history of letting some really talented players walk. Uh, they'd have to get it done this offseason. If if you let it go any further than this, I don't think he is open to an extension. He'd probably want to test the the open market. He's going to be too – I mean, he's not too expensive, but from what we've seen the Astros do, like you said, maybe he gets too expensive for them. I hate using that word. He's not too expensive, but you know what I'm yeah. talking about. I kind of want to go back to the bat a little bit. Uh, you mentioned nine pitches. He got down 0-2, and then when he got it to 2-2, he fouled off four straight pitches, including the 92-mile-an-hour splitter on the seventh pitch, and then he got one down the middle and just put the barrel on it. He really is so dynamic. I, I, I hope they do extend him because he's. this is exactly the type of player you want to. He's still young. Isn't he 26 years old right now? And he can play great defense. Um, he can run the bases, hit for average, hit for power. He can really do it all. We're looking at one of the five-tool guys in the game. So... I don't know if they get it done. They should get it done, Chris. They should really, really try to do it. I think he's already eclipsed like the 200M mark, though. So we'll see if they want to do that. They should do it. There's fewer than 30 $200 million contracts handed out in the history of baseball. The Astros have never given one of those. Uh, the most they ever gave was Altuve, 163 and a half over seven years. And just think about what he had accomplished at that point. So I think that was his second lengthy contract that he had in Houston. Um, I actually don't think it'll get done just based on their history, wow. right? They And it's hard to argue with the Houston Astros. Like, look at the guys that they have let walk. They have let Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, Zach Greinke, George Springer, Carlos Correa. That's a hell of a lot of talent. And they're still freaking in World Series and winning championships. So as crazy as it might sound, it works. This is where they have the advantage, Chris. Uh, They could just say, you know what? We have two more years of you giving us your services for a capped amount, essentially. So to them, it's like, well, it's just, I, I think that's how they probably approach it. You're right. They just say, you know what? Thanks for this year. We'll pay you for next year, and then we'll pay you for the year after that. And then we'll see. They have the leverage right now. As great as Kyle Tucker has been, and he has established himself as one of those guys uh, at the top of the list that deserves these contracts. He's a five-tool guy, like I just mentioned. He doesn't have the leverage yet. So although I think they should extend him, I don't – I I agree with you. I, I don't think it gets done just because they're just going to let the next two years play out. Well, they look at it this way. I mean, the Astros are far from cheap. I'm not saying that at all. They've handed out nine-figure contracts to Altuve, to Bregman, to Jordan. Um, But 200 is a different animal. And once you set the price that high, then other agents will say, well, hold on. You did that for Kyle Tucker, and my guys put up Tucker-type numbers. He deserves it, too. So 
I just think I think they're going to stick to their guns, and I think that eventually he ends up playing elsewhere. Meantime, Astros fans enjoy him. He is he is just remarkable. He is such such a good player. Um, Cubs they edge the Mets behind yet another home run from one Cody Ballinger. Uh, Chicago now closes within one and a half of Milwaukee in the NL Central. Are you more surprised by the season that Bellinger has put together or the one that his team, the Chicago Cubs, has had? I think I'm more surprised at what Belly's done. I know he's been kind of like doing it more consistently than the the Chicago Cubs have. So I think that might play into some people's answers for this question. But really, if you go back to the start of the year, like where he was at the last couple of years with the Dodgers, and we said, yeah, change of scenery could be good with him. He said he was healthy the last year, but we could kind of point back to that. Maybe he's completely healthy this year. Um, but I don't think anyone had uh, Cody flirting with 900 OPS and and doing the things that he's done. I, I know he had the potential there, but we just hadn't seen it for a couple of different years. I mean, he's really, you know, there's been some really good performances on that Cubs team. And we're talking about Justin Steele and, and Stroman and, and Dansby's had a really good year. Like they've had some some players on that team, but without Cody, they're not they're not where they're at right now. They're not one and a half games out. They're not buying at the deadline instead of selling. Um, so I, I would say to answer your question, I'm going into the year, we thought the Cubs could be fun. There were some if a lot right. of things clicked, they could be there. And we said this exact same thing. We said we want them to make it hard for the front office to make a decision on whether to trade or not trade. And they did exactly that. They, they decided not to trade their guys, and they're here. Uh, but again, I, I think we said they could be a good team. I don't think anybody had Belly doing what he's done. So I'll say he's more surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, with the Cubs, they made so many interesting moves. They brought in a ton of veterans, and some of them – Dansby Swanson has, you know, obviously Bellinger. Those guys have worked out. Guys like Trey Mancini, Eric Hosmer, those guys did not work out. Um, But they were in a division, both centrals, where we were like, okay, there's not dominant great teams here. If things fall right, they could be had. I did not expect to see Cody Bellinger get back to where – He's not exactly where he was when he was winning an MVP in 2019 because back then he was just mashing and doing ridiculous things. But you have an OPS over 900, and you know you swing the bat the way that he has. I, I'm so pleasantly surprised for him because I've been around this sport long enough to know once it gets in your head how hard it is to get it back. And he has gotten it back, and that is awesome. I don't know what dollar figure he's going to sign for in the offseason. I don't know if it's going to be back on the north side of Chicago, but it's just nice to see things be a bit easier and lighter for someone. I said he's flirting with a 900 because the last time I was on his page, he was right around 900. He's actually at 940 right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's no joke, man. Yeesh. Okay. CB, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Yeah, man. Good for him. You're, you're you're totally so right about deal. feeling it, losing it, and not being sure if you can get it back. That's a that's a scary place for an athlete to be. And he was definitely there. Yeah. He was low, uh, but now he's kind of found himself again, which is nice. Well, you always knew he was going to have a job because he's such a good athlete, and he yeah, is defender, a yeah. great center fielder. He is a great first baseman, and when he does get on the bases for a big dude, he can really move. So. You- he knew he was always going to have a job. 
But you, was it going to be a bunch of one-year deals where he's making $10 million, which is nothing to sneeze at? But now he has lined himself up. What, do you think somebody's going to pay him nine figures? He's 28 years old right now. Just turned 28. Um, I can realistically see him landing a five-year, $100 million deal. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think so. If not, it'll be close. I mean, it could be 17, 17 and a half this year. So you're talking about giving a guy. Are you sure about that? I'm looking right now. One year, 17 and a half. There was a mutual option for 24. Oh, uh, okay. That's what that was. So. All right. 20 is not. 20 is well within range. Doable. 20 is totally doable. Today's episode of Baseball Today presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Uh, if you don't know exactly what SeatGeek is, they are the ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. They've got nearly 30 million downloads. That has made SeatGeek the number one rated ticketing app. Now, did you know everybody's busy? There are more than 70,000 events every single day available on SeatGeek. So that includes sporting events, concerts, hey, Tay Tay, festivals, and much more. Uh, they always want to make sure you're getting as good a deal as it gets. They're looking out for you. So they have a very simple, color-coded way of going about things. If it's a green dot on the ticket, that means it's a good deal. It doesn't mean it's going to be closest to the stage or closest to the field or closest to the court. It means it's the bet, really good deal for you. Red, that means not so good. Be very careful out there. On top of that, every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site Let's you return your tickets ahead of time for the event with swaps for a future date. That's awesome. And we got a hookup. You use the code word today, 20 bucks off your first purchase at SeatGeek. That is $20 off your first purchase, the promo code today. Click on the link in the description. Download the app. We'll see you at a game or concert near you. Go ahead, caller. I just purchased tickets using SeatGeek. Um, I'm going to Incubus when they come to Los Angeles Incubus. at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. Hey, local band. They were still touring. Well, they get around. They're playing the Hollywood Bowl. It's going to be awesome. Excited. Do you like them? Hollywood Bowl is a great place to see a concert. We got a great, great, great place. Great little box. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for you, man. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, bad news for the Tampa Bay Rays. Their skipper, Kevin Cash, uh, says the team is preparing to not have all star starter. Shane McClanahan, for the rest of the year, it is an arm issue. It could be a Tommy John situation. They're still talking to people. Is Tampa still in the World Series discussion if they do not have McClanahan around? I think they are. Uh, obviously a huge blow, and they've, they've been dealing with these all year long. Uh, Rasmussen, Springs, and now McClanahan, uh, a lot of the season without Tyler as well. So I still think they are. Uh, and here's why, because they have the pitchers to do it. Now, the only problem with the guys that they have is they've been injury prone and the depth is kind of dried up. Like these guys have to take the bulk of the innings the rest of the year and through the playoffs. But you still have a decent rotation there with with Glass now, Eflin. They traded for Savali, which is probably going to be really big for them. Uh, and then uh, they've kind of made uh, Zach Patel into their fourth guy, I guess. So... Those guys can get the job done. Uh, if the offense can get back to the pace that they were at, Randy Rosarena really, really struggled in the month of July. Um, but they need, they kind of need everyone firing. 
at all cylinders for me to even consider them back into the the World Series, uh, like kind of contention. Um, if any part of their game falls and they have to dip into more pitching depth, like Taj Bradley hasn't been very good for them this year. Uh, he's going to have to eat up some innings uh, down the stretch. But if they have to f- dip more into the starting pitching depth or their offense kind of just kind of peters out, then I will say no. But they still have the potential to be a World Series team because they have really, really dynamic players on that team. So if everyone stays healthy and they kind of all get together and gel, I think they're still there. Uh, but it's it's a small percentage for me now, I think. In the first two months, we would have been like, why are you even asking this question? They have been hit hard. Uh, their hard. offense has not performed up to task. I mean, they weren't going to run for full six months the way they were the first two months. But it's really kind of on them. They are getting a few arms that will help them in the near future. Fleming, Kittredge, they're coming in the near future. But the only thing that can really help them is Tyler Glass now. He just got a shot in his back. I can tell you this. It's the only thing I can talk to you about pro sports. Back injuries suck, dude. They are painful. I hope that shot takes form. It doesn't always work. Um, He was just pitcher of the month, man. He is so talented, so he just needs to get out there, and he needs to be the dude. Um, But, man, there – you know, you go – you can go Baltimore, Houston – Probably Texas, if Vivaldi comes back at some point. Uh, maybe Toronto ahead of them. Like, when they get to the playoffs, I just think that with the guys they've got lined up right now, they're all in better shape than the Tampa Bay Rays. Don't you agree? I do. I mean, it's it's still there. Everything is still there for them, but it's like razor thin. Like, you can't, they can't trip That's up at all. Razor thin is what it is. Um, last night, Mariners take care of the Padres, who have kind of started to slip and slide all over the place. Two of the sport's most dynamic players were involved in a great, great play. Tatis hammered one off of Logan Gilbert, who was fantastic all night. J-Rod goes back to the fence, and everybody thought it was home run because he kind of nonchalanted it walking back in, and then he lifts up his mittens like hey what's up girl i got it i don't like uh, that. you could you <laughs> could pick only one to have over the next decade you take in julio rodriguez or fernando tatis jr for the most part this is a no-brainer for me i'm taking fernando tatis jr i think he's the more dynamic player i think he's got more pop uh but you have to factor in the ped thing and i know his story i know what he said Whoa. What? Wait, why are you why are you factoring that in over the next 10 years? You don't trust him to not get suspended? Well, I no, I'm saying like a lot of his numbers that we're looking at are pre-PED suspension. Oh, and boy. post-PED suspension, it's been different. Am I wrong? So so uh, yeah, I'm right, Chris. Post-PED suspension, he's at a 788 OPS. Pre- Pre-PED uh, suspension, it was like 930 or whatever the heck it is. So the overall numbers still point heavily towards Tatis. And really, I think he is yeah. that dynamic where I, I'd probably still lean him. Um, but that's the only thing that's making me think, you know, these are more comparable players than I'm giving him credit for is that PED stuff. So he's got to kind of like get back 
to where he was so I can really fully believe in him. But if you're asking me the question, I'm I'm going for Nando Tatis Jr. All right, my uh, my internet is crappy in this hotel room, so hold on, I'm having a hard time bringing up Julio Rodriguez's stats. I will admit, last night when I was doing the prep work, I could barely keep my eyes open at this point of the rundown. So maybe I misread the numbers, which is why I acted so surprised when you said that about Tatis, but I was staring at his career OPS instead of his season's OPS when you made that statement. So that's why I'm saying that. But I can't pull up Julio's numbers. Oh, my God, our Wi-Fi sucks. What's going on here? So, yeah, I did finally get the, uh, the stats page of Julio Rodriguez to register. Even though Tatis has not been as good post-PED suspension, his numbers are still better than Rodriguez's. Oh, yeah. But so, I'm saying I'm saying that I want to make sure that Fernando Tatis Jr. wasn't really relying on those to put up those gaudy numbers the first three years. He, and again, his story says it was an accident and all that, but we've heard a lot of things before. I'm Ringworm. I, I, I wish I could give him the benefit of the, of the doubt just that easily, but I... I can't because I've been scorned okay. before, Chris. Well, this is this has made this an interesting discussion for me because it's no longer sure. about these two. It's about Tatis. Do you really believe that he has to prove that he is the player that we thought and he wasn't created in a lab? I don't think so. I think I'm it's just in my mind. I don't have the metrics in front of me, but just watching him play looks he looks as dynamic as ever. You know, but there are th- Here's the thing that people don't realize about PEDs. It's not always about, hey, you're going to be bigger, faster, stronger. It's not always mm-hmm. about that. It's about, I feel good every day. Yeah, recovery. And that is baseball's hardest. The hardest facet of baseball is the fact that it's every day. And it just it never stops. And when you're not feeling great, it doesn't matter. There's a game. And then there's another game, and then there's another game, and then there's another game. Sometimes you play 20 in a row. I don't know if they do that anymore, but we had a 21 out of 21 uh, spot when I played, and it's, it was it's hard. So that's the one thing that, you know, if he's telling the truth, great, he's going to be that dynamic player, and it's going to be awesome. If, like, he was on it for a little longer than we thought and that was helping with recovery and making him feel good all the time, then – there's the discussion. Like to me, he still looks dynamic and strong and fast and has all the same tools. Uh, but the recovery thing is an issue for me, I think. Wow, that's really interesting. I, I hadn't thought about it that way, but it's it does make sense. And I think it's probably a fair assessment, right? I mean, we don't, none of us know. None of us know. We don't know that he took it longer than he said he did. And we don't know if he took it for as long as he said he did. There's just, we don't know. We so do at know. the end of the day, he has got his guaranteed contract worth 340. And you're right. He does have to show more. He Man, that's interesting. Good work, Plu. Oh, I mean, I thought you were thinking about that the whole time. No, I wasn't. I love Julio too. I don't want this to be a shot knows. at Yeah, I don't want this to be a shot at Julio. He's a very, very good player. Um, he's, he's struggled in the power department a little bit this year, although he's picked it up, uh, as of late. So I'll say player. this defensively, those two can get it. Tatis yes. has been phenomenal in right field. It wouldn't shock me if he gets a gold glove. He really, I saw him in person a couple times this year and I was like, damn, that yeah. dude is filthy. He's really good out there. 
Um, last thing, Jake Diekman hired a band to uh, follow the birthday boy, Yandy Diaz, around. Like, everywhere. Batting cage, infield reps, and uh, they played some good music. That was nice. And Yandy, I think after a while, was like, okay, enough. I've got to get ready for the game. What was your best birthday memory ever as a child or an adult? Gosh, um, I and I always get brought back to like this one pool party I had at my house out in Castaic. Like we like lived out there. So I didn't have like a ton of friends that like I like because we I went to school in the valley, Chris, but lived in Castaic. So you could understand like I had my Castaic friends and I had my like valley friends. And I remember having a birthday party at home. And we had just put a pool in. It's a big deal for us. It took up our whole backyard, but we didn't care. We got a pool. And we had a pool party. And I had like a, a few different like friends, like kind of like mixing together. And I just remember that being like really cool. Like it never happened for me before. Uh, so for whatever reason, my mind goes back to there. I did hit a few homers in the show on my birthday. That's always nice. Olivia always used to come out and we'd have fun and, and do all the things that you do on your birthday. Uh, so I have hey some now. fond memories. Uh, but I'm going to go to that party. I think that was the best. Dude, I was getting like presents and there was still, I was still eating ice cream and all the good things that kids get to do. I felt special. that. Yeah. Day. I'm so old. And I think I did the same thing um, for my younger years, birthday parties. We went to a place called our gang. It was like an arcade slash restaurant Ooh. back in Cleveland. That was fun. I had my birthday there like 17 years in a row or something. Then when I got older, Michelle, um, I think we went out to dinner maybe for my 30th birthday. So Josh had just been born two months earlier. Just been born. Okay. We're leaving him overnight with her parents. And I was like, oh my God, because he wasn't sleeping. He had his days and nights. He was all over the place. So 30th birthday, we end up staying down in Santa Monica. Yo, good job, Michelle. Thank you. That was fun. Next day, we drive home and we're like, oh my God, her parents are never going to want to sit for him again. Walked in the house, like, how'd he do? Like, oh, he slept overnight. It's like, what do you mean? Like, he slept almost 12 hours. We were like, that little fucker knows. He knows. God damn him. Or grandma slipped a little bourbon in the bottle. Yeah, it could have been that one. Little whiskey on the gums. You brought back, I got one more, and I have to mention this or Olivia's me pissed. Uh, 30th birthday party also. uh, We were actually coming to Anaheim. So Olivia rented out Javier's this nice uh, Mexican place down there. Yeah. And we brought, we bust the team over there. I, you know, we bought dinner and all that stuff. And it was fun, man. All my teammates you were there. You weren't rolling deep like that in order to afford a place like that for the whole team. You don't know my finances, bro. You don't know my finances. <laughs> I'm doing yeah, okay. Do. Just spin them up on the reference page, man. They're all yeah, there. But I, you know, we've done well off the field. Okay. Oh, okay. My bad. Good for you. Shout out Magda. Good for you. All right. Nice. Uh, we are back at this again Thursday. For those of you that want to join us on AMP, we'll put out a reminder on social media. But I think we're going early because you have you have some twin stuff you got to do, right? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, let's talk about it. We'll put out a promo. Uh, we haven't I think, nailed it down exactly, but yeah. I think we're going to go at 7 a.m. your time, aren't, aren't we? 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern? I think that's what we said. I got to check in with the Bally's peoples to see what time we're going. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Okay. We'll check in with you. That's nice. Thanks, uh, for everybody hanging out with us on the AMP app, we always appreciate it. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Roark. 
the uber talented and apparently dude who's rolling deep deeper than i thought my man trevor plouffe i am chris rose we will see you thursday on baseball today